The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much. Serena Bellissimo is with me, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast and News Talk's own Sue Murphy. No. <laughs> Eamon, thank you very much. You're listening to the Hard Shoulder. Serena Bellissimo is with me, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast and Deirdre Malumbi, the pop culture and entertainment expert with recommendations of what to watch, movies and TV uh, this week. And we might start, Serena, with something you have seen Boy Swallows Universe. Yeah, What's it about? I'm really biased. This is an Australian series. Oh, yeah? It's great. Have you won any Logies? <laughs> it probably will win all the Logies. Look at we, you we showing up. We were talking about the Logies <laughs> during the news. And it probably will and win. And no BAFTAs. <laughs> It will win limited series because there are seven episodes in this. This is based on a book, um, Trent Dalton's book of, of the same name. This became Australia's quickest selling debut novel ever. I was talking to a friend about that this morning. She's like, it was a very boring book. I hope the series is better. The series is really good. It's about a 13-year-old boy and his family. He has a brother who doesn't speak. He's experienced some trauma. He has a mum who's a recovering drug addict who keeps picking the wrong men to be with. Um, his stepfather is a drug runner and it sounds so grim and it is, it is really, really grim, Mm. but gosh, it's beautiful. And there's like, along with the grimness and the violence and some parts are really gruesome and grotesque, there is so much love and passion and heart. And it's a story of so much darkness, but there being so much light. And the little one, Eli, is the one who is following that light and trying to pull his family out of the dark situation that they're in. It's so good. If you're a fan of Australian stuff in the 90s, you're going to be watching this. 90s and early noughties. And you're going to go, oh, yes. I know that face. I know that Here face. Here we are. Simon Baker. Do yeah. you remember him? The Mentalist. Yes. Massive show in the US in the 90s, um, early noughties. Did you used to watch A Secret Life of Us? Yes, big time. Oh, I loved it. Deb Mailman is in this. Which from one is she? She was Claudia Carvin's best friend. I don't know their okay. names in the show, but she was. she's great in this. Brian Brown. Secret Life of Us used to be on like on a Sunday night at about like half 11, 11 o'clock. Oh, really? Graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Real graveyard. So, but it was so, oh, so, so good, good, wasn't it? Look, it's so well acted. It is a hard watch at times, but it is also so beautiful and hopeful. Um, I couldn't help but being an Australian, I was in there going, this is set in the 1980s, and I felt like I was brought straight back in there. It is a bit of a tough watch at times, but please stick with it because it's just a gorgeous um, a gorgeous show. Seven episodes. Boy Swallows Universe, seven episodes, all on Netflix. Uh, True Detective Night Country, that is on Sky Atlantic, six episodes, 9pm on Mondays. Let's take a listen. Don't you ever get this feeling... Sometimes you just want to disappear, just walk out, never stop. And this is the last kid. Nobody ever really leaves. I don't know what the hell they're doing together. Thought they hated each other. You think I want to work with you? I do, actually. Yeah. We've got five bodies frozen into a giant block of flesh. So, this is, Deirdre, the fourth season of this, of True Detective, is it? That's right, yeah. So people might remember season one was a huge hit, uh, starred Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and they're on board this series again um, as exec producers, so I'm not sure how really involved they are. But like they get the money. Yeah, yeah. They get the money, exactly. What's well, a great line is uh, executive producing is to real producing what the WWF is to Greco Roman wrestling. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this one is kind of interesting in that it's the first season of True Detective that's 
that's essentially female-centric. Uh, the fact that, you know, you've got two uh, lead actresses in Jodie Foster and Callie Rice and also the creative team is uh, female in that it was created by Issa Lopez as opposed to the first three seasons which were created by Nick Pizzolatto. So what's interesting about this series is people might remember that the last two seasons which starred Colin Farrell and Hershala Ali respectively ended up kind of being a bit of a disappointment, particularly season two. People yeah, were like, what? Happened? I gave up halfway yeah. through. Yeah, exactly. But to be honest, I only bothered with season one myself and I thought it was absolutely terrific. But having seen the first episode of this season, uh, True Detective Night Country, I have to say I'm really intrigued. I'm really invested already. Now it is quite, it's interesting because there are some like horror elements in it and yes. almost like supernatural <laughs> elements, which we know. Was it a bit scary, well. Serena? It was, <laughs> yes. And I have to say, please do not watch this before bed because I was watching this before bed and it's not only like there's some jump scares and it's really gr- grotesque and there's like because they're dealing with a lot of spirits and it's it's too much. I had to watch some comedy before I went to bed because I really was having some nightmares. It's it's not that scary. I know. Is it really <laughs> <not> <laughs> I was petrified. <laughs> Look, I, what I will Brilliant. say is if Jodie Foster was not in this, I would not be watching. Yeah. I'm watching this because Jodie Foster, we haven't seen her for ages. And then we got her in Nyad, which is great. It's on Netflix if you haven't seen that. Film. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And then we've seen her in this and she's just... No one does it like Jodie does it, do yeah. they? So beyond I, the scares, was it any good? Will you watch the second episode? Do you know what... The, yeah, I've watched four. Oh, right. Now. And I, because I just want to see how it ends. Oh, in fairness, yeah. maybe it gets scarier then because I have only seen episode one. So I will say no, that in three. People will probably agree with you. <laughs> um, but do you know what it is? I think episode one as well, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of information yep. being dumped on you. And it's not the type of thing that you can sit there with your phone and just scroll on mm. your phone. You have to pay attention because there's a lot of different storylines going on. But it is good. And I do want to see how it ends, even if I am petrified. All right. Uh, True Detective, uh, Night Country, the fourth season. Um, the boys in the boat. Uh, let's take a little listen. And there's the flag! Washington has done it! Washington Junior Boat has won their first competition! What a promising start for these young men! Jesus. I got nine seconds under the course record. Same. The final third is faster than the first. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I guess that little run knew what he was doing. So this is a sports movie, is it? It is a sports movie and it's very like generic sports drama with like feel good moments and, you know, overcoming adversity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But it's a nice movie at the same time. It is set in 1930s uh, Depression era and it follows uh, the crew of University of Washington, um, who were a junior team, actually, who ended up absolutely surpassing everyone's expectations and eventually went on to uh, compete at the 1936 Summer Olympics in a race that was attended by Hitler himself. And yes, Hitler does pop in this movie. Oh, wow, great. Sure. Oh, but yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it's directed by... Kind of a war movie? Are we going to... No? Uh, it's more Stop. sports drama <laughs> with kind of... I mean, anybody the, anybody get shot? Thing, yeah, Any it, Nazis It's the only thing that will get him to the film. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny kind of movie because it's so nicey nice that I found even as I was watching it, you know, even like Hitler and the Nazis don't come off as that bad in this film. It's just, it's just thoroughly kind of feel good and sweet and crowd pleasing I suppose that kind of all American pride uh, running through it as well it's an interesting one as well because it's the latest film from George Clooney um, as a director now he hasn't had a hit in a while his last few films were Suburbicon The Midnight Sky and The Tender Bar which none of them really kind of made oh, people at home are going what 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 yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> nobody can even uh, remember those films but um, look I thought that they did the actual racing rowing scenes quite well my family would be involved in uh, rowing so I 
I've watched like this sport in the past and it's notoriously difficult to make exciting looking on the big screen and even when you're watching live you know the boats pose ba- pass po- by you and then you're kind of straining to see exactly what's happening so it's edited quite well and it's such a shame because there's a lot of material here that could have been like really interesting and um, I was chatting to my dad who's a rower about it and he was like dropping all these facts that they did well in the movie but I wouldn't have known them if I hadn't known this information so there are certain aspects of it that are done really well maybe it would have done better as a documentary but I will say you'll leave the cinema having seen this film with a big smile on your face okay. it is just thoroughly lovely but maybe a little conventional it's in cinemas in cinemas now laugh out loud yeah. last one laughing is actually is what it is is it lol last one laughing last Ireland one. I feel like we're <laughs> going to be divided on this Serena, oh really because I, I quite liked it oh my and god you, from your grunts over there I don't think oh Serena no I don't okay so last one laughing I have been dying to see this because what a cast. It is hosted by Graham Norton. Some of our top comics, including Deidre Kane, Ashling B, Jason Byrne, there's about 10 of them in there. Can I just say from the start, as individual comics, really love all of them. Okay. Now, savage them. I wonder. I'm savage them. See, this is no, a savage. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, as See, we could have been on the show. <laughs> You're not allowed to laugh. So the premise is basically there's 10 comedians who are sent in and they're not allowed to laugh. The last one left standing is gives 50,000 euro to their charity. I have watched three of these episodes. Yeah. Um, I started watching it with my husband and he turned at the end of the first one and went, do you know what? It's okay if you keep watching this one without me. A lot of the people who are reviewing this are people who were at the screening with the stars. So I wonder, did that make it a little bit, not that you felt you had to laugh, but, you know, there were other people laughing. So was the atmosphere... Oh, I read a review during the week that savaged it. They said it was basically the worst thing that had ever been put to screen. It's not great. Now, (laughs) Graham Norton tries really hard to save it. There are some segments in there. There's, As I said, I've only seen three episodes episodes. Anne Doyle features in one of them and that's funny until it's not. Like they really try and take yeah. as much of but that. it's kind of d- silence all the time. Is there like because people not, aren't laughing? Because what they're trying to do to make each other laugh isn't even that funny. For me personally, as I said, all you comedians in it, I think you're all great. But in this, it didn't work. Why did you think it worked? I just really, really enjoyed it. I thought that Where it was a great... Where did you see it? I did see it at that special screen. (laughs) But it's not just because of that. Mm. Everyone who went to that screening came out going, it was amazing. But in fairness, (laughs) I I just thought that it worked really, really well and that I I found that I was laughing out loud at it a lot. At what bits? (laughs) Like, well, especially, well, basically... What I really enjoyed about the show is that you've got like kind of the different participants, like different comedic styles coming out. And it was almost like the smaller kind of sillier bits, like the witty one-liners and stuff that made me like laugh out loud as opposed to there are some of the comedians who offer kind of these big set pieces, like there's this green onesie. I think that's David McSavage at no, one point, which was Tony, a bit mad. There's a Tony. Horror. Oh, Cantwell. That's it. That was Tony Cantwell. Yeah, um, yeah it was. <laughs> I should really like be able to distinguish them. But <laughs> at, at one point, I'm like, they're all they're all funny guys. Or or dear uh, dear Kane came out with some great one liners stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I found myself laughing along. I will say that maybe the fact that I watched it with an audience as opposed to at that screening because you see that we are gregarious, right? So when yeah. half the reason you la- like people, if you if you hate 
a show like Friends and you watch it, you find every now and then you're laughing, but it's because it's a laugh track. Yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah. what you're laughing along with. You just, yeah. without even meaning to, you just laugh with it. It's like when you don't get a joke, sometimes you laugh along with it. You, I don't really get it, but people are laughing, yeah. so I'm laughing. Yeah, it is. And I wonder if you're at your on your own, like Serena, and no one else is laughing, and the whole point of the TV show is no one's laughing in it. That's is it just true. all a bit? Yeah, it's, oh. it's hard to pull off t- uh, TV comedy without that laugh track. I, I do accept your point. But at the same time, because I found myself laughing so much at those, um, I saw two episodes now, not three, but I saw, because I was laughing so much at those first two, I feel like I'll continue to watch it. And even though I'm watching the rest from home, I think I'm still going to be laughing. Uh, last one, Laughing Ireland. It is on Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. On Amazon Friday. Prime. Listen, we are just about out of time, but I do want to mention very quickly the holdovers. If Killian Murphy doesn't get an Oscar, it's going to go to Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Is that the kind of yeah, the perceived yeah. wisdom? I think that's what everybody is saying because he won. Um, so at the Golden Globes, Giamatti won in the best musical or comedy category while uh, Killian Murphy won for best drama. Also at the Critics' Choice Awards, it actually went to Paul Giamatti. So I think he ultimately is going to be the big competition here. Uh, the film is directed by Alexander Payne, who previously did Sideways and The Descendants, The Descendants, which won George Clooney an Oscar previously. Um, it follows a cranky history teacher at a prep school who has to remain on campus over the holidays with a troubled student uh, who is played by newcomer Dominic Sessa, who's also meant to be uh, very good in this. It's been described as like a Christmas comedy drama and it's just been getting such wide uh, universal positive reviews. I did miss the press show for this, unfortunately, but I've already booked tickets to see it with my mammy this weekend because it just looks so thoroughly lovely. And yeah, I am. I am excited to see G. Matty's performance and will he ultimately take it from Murphy but I hope Murphy for the win yeah. I really do I'm with you yeah anyway after the disappointment of last year's Oscars anyway we'll hope for some success this year uh, The Holdovers it is in cinemas um, this Friday it is in cinemas this Friday uh, Deirdre Malumby pop culture and entertainment expert Serena Bellissimo presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast thank you both very much uh, for joining me The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.